podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Thursday on which not a whole lot is happening and Liverpool don't have a game this weekend, so not even anything to look forward to really other than joyous international football following this weekend. Liverpool's game against Chelsea, one of three uh, that are postponed this weekend because of the Queen's funeral. The Manchester United-Leeds game also postponed because Greater Manchester Police are loaning officers to the Metropolitan Police and obviously the Met will take care of most of it which is why there's no Liverpool game on the Sunday uh, how it is that Arsenal's home uh, Brentford against Arsenal goes ahead I'm not really sure but it is what it is uh, also called off is Brighton versus Palace that was originally called off because of the rail strikes um, those are no longer going ahead but they've decided to leave the game off anyway so we might as well just take a look at the main Liverpool websites. Uh, main article on This is Anfield, written by Stephen Scrag. Agendas and faux outrage, football societal pantomime. Really good piece, as always, from Stephen. And just as an aside, uh, to plug his work, if you haven't read his books, I highly recommend them. They are absolutely outstanding. He has four books that are available on Amazon. Um, he wrote In the Heat of the Midday Sun, which is about the 1996 World Cup in Mexico, which obviously Argentina would go on to win. It is fantastic. So I would recommend that one. But he's also written a trilogy of books around the old European competitions. So there's a tournament frozen in time, which looks at the European Cup Winners' Cup. There is Where the Cool Kids Hung Out, about the UEFA Cup. And there's the Undisputed Champions of Europe, which is obviously about the European Cup, and in its old format. And all of them are excellent books, all really worth your while reading. Especially if you're... on a, In two ways, if you remember those tournaments and you grew up with those tournaments and you want a bit of a trip down memory lane, a bit of nostalgia, they're great. If you don't remember them, if you're too young or you were born after, especially when the Cupner's Cup was, was abolished, they're just a really good insight into what the tournament was and, and some of the teams that won it. The same with the UEFA Cup, some of the teams that played in it and won it. And if you've ever heard your your folks or your dad or your uncles talk about, you know, when your team would draw some mad random team from Eastern Europe, this is a really good insight into that as well. So 
I would highly recommend all of his work and that you'll get most of this is Anfield. But obviously his books are great as well and, and they are all available on Amazon. There's also a few last bits on Liverpool's win over Ajax that are worth reading. Sadio Mane's Bayern form already in doubt as manager admits Liverpool toll. Sadio started the season really well, but he has definitely fallen off a bit in the last couple of weeks for Bayern. And obviously we had seen Sadio decline at Liverpool from the sort of all-world winger he was up until we won the title into 18 months of fairly poor play, followed by a four-month spell as our number nine last season, which he did recapture his form and play very, very well. Nagelsmann doesn't really seem to know how to use him all that well. And Bayern don't really have a striker on their books this season. Matthias Tell, the young 17-year-old, is probably the only natural number nine. And even he's more of a second striker than a nine. They could play Muller there, but he prefers to play as a 10. We've seen Sané play central. We've seen Nabry play central. And it doesn't work for anything. They're wingers. Sadio worked as a nine for us because of how our system worked. It hasn't really worked all that well at Bayern. It hasn't really worked all that well at Bayern so far, but it might. It might, and it, it certainly won't work if they play him as a left winger. Uh, Liverpool lead race to sign Jude Bellingham next summer is the headline in the Telegraph from Mike McGrath. And Jack Lusby has written a piece about that and about that headline. And... In the report, it says Liverpool are expected to lead the chase for Jude Bellingham, which is a contradiction, obviously, to the headline, but Mike McGrath wouldn't be responsible for the headline. That would be an editor. Um, There is going to be a hell of a race to sign Jude Bellingham. Both Manchester clubs will be in. Chelsea will be in, and Todd Bowley will seemingly just throw money around as if it's going out of fashion. Uh, you'd imagine Real Madrid will be interested. I don't know that anyone else would have the finances bar Newcastle. Now, whether or not Jude would be interested in going there, I don't know. But it is going to be a lot of a lot of big hitters throwing money into the ring, which in my view likely means we will get priced out of signing Jude. Now, I'm not necessarily devastated by that because while he is a very good player and certainly an incredible prospect, he's not the player people make him out to be. And if you watch the game last night, I mean, he scored, but it's not like he was even the best midfielder on his own team on the night. Um, There are some quite glaring flaws to his game, especially defensively. And if the price goes to somewhere in the 150 million range, or 120 million range rather, I kind of feel like we could buy two outstanding midfielders for that money. Like I've said before, I think we should go and buy Caicedo from Brighton in January. Now there's a report today in the Standard, which is trash, that he spoke of his desire to follow Graham Potter to Chelsea. It's not what he actually said, but you'll know to read the story, you have to register and then they spawn you and send your details to their partners and sell your information to uh, 
people that will send you absolute crap in your emails. Um, but Caicedo, I think, in January, and then Enzo Fernandez of Benfica in the summer, I think would be a better use of our money than Jude. Fernandez is a better player now than Jude, and I'm not necessarily sure there'll ever be a time when the opposite is true. As good as Jude will become, Fernandez is really special and he's really well rounded. Like he's good at everything. Um so yeah, Jack has put this piece together on This Is Anfield. You can have a read of that there. Liverpool striker suffers heartbreaking it re-injury on return from six-month layoff. Just 13 minutes into his comeback for Tranmere, Liverpool striker Paul Glassell suffered a reoccurrence of the hamstring injury that kept him out for six months. This poor lad cannot catch a break. He has had the worst luck with injuries. I think of any player I can remember. He was really making a name for himself in the underage teams. Tore his ACL, came back. It was one niggle after another. Then he does the hamstring, and it's a really bad hamstring injury. He was out for six months, and he's worked his way all the way back, and it's happened again. And you just have to hope it's not another long spell on the sideline because no player deserves that, especially not a young player who's trying to establish himself and trying to get his career off the ground. He's such a talented player. He missed all of 1920 through injuries. More injuries in September 2020 and November 2020. Went on loan to Tranmere and, and to be fair, was playing well. Had six goals in 21 games. Was looking like he might not necessarily make the grade at Liverpool, but certainly have himself a, a good career, a good senior career. Uh, even if it was going to be in the lower leagues. And then he had the hamstring injury, and now he's had another one. 21, and if this injury is like the last one, then he'll have missed two full years of football already. Really tough, really tough for the kid to take. But he's very strong mentally, and and hopefully he will get through. He'll certainly have the support at the club and the treatment at the club that that he needs. Um, Jurgen Klopp realizes Fabinho truth as Liverpool recover crucial sixty-four million pound duo, says Liverpool.com. Who is this sixty-four million pound duo? Uh, oh, Thiago and Fabinho is the sixty-four million pound duo. Yeah, I mean, together those two are. Incredible. We look at our record with them. Absolutely staggering how good they are together. The problem has always been that third spot. We don't have anyone bar Keita who's good enough to command that spot and can play that spot on both ends of the pitch, add something in attack while also helping defensively. But we've needed Keita to be the backup to Thiago because of Thiago's injury issues. And 
obviously there's whatever's going on with Naby now has put him out of the team. Um, Jude Bellingham can unlock playmaker and Pep Guardiola knows that his Liverpool lead transfer race. Liverpool pressing monster will be unleashed as Jurgen Klopp plan, as next Jurgen Klopp plan, as undroppable 66 million duo emerge. Who are the 66 million duo? Oh, it's... It's Thiago and Diogo Jota. Um, why they need to put price tags and everything, I don't know. Liverpool should welcome home 13.5 million Champions League hero with Luis Diaz transfer trend. This is Marcus Edwards, who obviously is at sporting and playing very well. Uh, 13.5 million will not get that deal done. Let's be really clear on that. Liverpool make proposal for 32 million next Arturo Vidal as Arthur Mello decision made. So this was some crap in one of those really bad uh, Italian outlets that Klopp has already made a decision on Arthur Mello and has plans to send him back in January, which is just tripe. Just utter tripe. Um the next Arturo Vidal is Joe Gomez or Joe Gomes of Flamengo, who I have to be honest, I haven't seen him play because the only team I watch in Brazil is Palmeiras, and I watch them largely because I like watching Abel Ferreira's teams play and to watch Daniel. But I watched a couple of comps on this Joe Gomes Kajessi. Obviously, they don't show anything, they show the good, they don't show any of the bad, but he's a good ball winner for sure. Um, he's a hard worker. What really struck me though is he reminded me of Thiago, not in terms of you know passing range or, or ability or anything like that, but just in terms of how he moves, the way he runs, he's quicker than Thiago, but he runs in a similar manner. He carries the ball in a similar manner with the you know little drops of the shoulders and fence and spins and things like that. He tackles quite like Thiago as well. Um he looks an interesting player. He does. He looks an interesting player. Will we buy him? Probably not. And lastly here, 240 million of bids turned down. Um, Arthur Petrosian, who's a Russian journalist, claims Liverpool made 240 million worth of bids for top midfielders this summer. Now, how he would know that, I don't know. He states that Liverpool made a £68 million offer for Chiuameni. We did make a bid for Chiuameni. Don't think it was that high. And we just got blown out of the water. After we had we thought we had everything done, we just got blown out of the water by Real when they came in after the Bell, the Mbappe deal fell apart. And then supposedly we bid £86 million for Jude Bellingham and £86 million for Federico Valverde. And both of them were turned down. Now, Valverde would be perfect absolutely perfect but i still just have doubts that we made that bid um i've no no doubts at all that we spoke to dortmund relentlessly over the summer i just don't think we made a bid for him because i don't think they were willing to sell i think we might have made a bid to try and get him next summer but who knows who knows really uh on anfieldindex.com there is a new piece up by that man stephen smith entitled How to Replicate the Genius that Thiago Brings. Make sure you give that one a read. 
Uh, Podcast-wise, we've got a couple of new ones. There's a new Molby on the spot with Trev and Jan. If you want to watch that in video form, you can. It is on YouTube, Anfield Index on YouTube. I'm sure you'll find the link on the Anfield Index Twitter account. Uh, there is a new Scouted that we have recorded today, which Guy will put out in due course. Uh, we looked at Todd Bowley's suggestion of, a, of an, all-star te- an all-star game. We picked teams from the north and the south. And then we kind of looked at the potential for a form 11. If you were picking the all-star team based on form, um, what would it be? So we did that and uh, for, for north and south. And uh, we went in a few tangents, as we are want to do. So, yeah, there's good stuff there. There's going to be plenty coming over this international break. Myself and Trev will get a couple of on-the-books done There'll be a bunch more scouteds, and I'm sure there's other stuff that I'm not aware of. Trev will probably do another Moby on the spot with Jan. Um, the Scouts of Tommy's boys might get together and do something. I'm sure the under pressure lads are cooking something up, maybe a, a season so far review or something. They'll get something done. And uh, I will try and badger gags into a an old school at some point as well. So that's it. That's all I have for you today, I'm afraid. There's not a whole lot else. But um, thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.